Welcome to Behind the Flag podcast. We want to thank our sponsor, Get It Right Enterprises. Get It Right offers great training software to learn football rules. They can be located at www.getitrighttraining.com. Bob Arnone is the owner and founder of Get It Right and has truly provided some great football training to the New Mexico Officials Association. My name is Dennis Barella. I'm a Albuquerque High School football official working line of scrimmage, and I also just finished my first year of Division II last year at the line of scrimmage. Co-host Ken Adent. He is a back judge out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and also has just completed his first year of Division II college football officiating. We want to thank your support, and we truly hope you enjoy our webinars that can be located at AFOA underscore ref dot com on YouTube and our podcast at Behind the Flag. So it's Thursday night football webinars tonight, and this um, will be our last summer webinar for the summer uh, study session season. Uh, we'll take a little break. Um, we'll come back in the fall. We'll continue with the Tuesday evening, uh, 20, 30 minute mini webinars with Get It Right. We have four of those left. We will end uh, with the Behind the Flag Clinic, the two day clinic, Friday, Saturday on August 14th and 15th, take a couple couple weeks and then um, start up again sometime in September. Uh, we haven't looked at that schedule yet, but uh, we will continue these until the football gods let us get back on the field and throw some flags and get yelled at by some fans. So with that, uh, Dana, are you there? Sorry, I couldn't unmute. Uh, welcome, everybody. And uh, to those of you who have been here before, welcome back. Uh, Micah and Jonah, I just want to say thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. And uh, we've talked to coaches a little bit about communication. We always talk with our officials about it. And it'll be awesome hearing from the two of you about um, communication with officials from a student athlete's perspective. So we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. And Ken and Dennis, thanks for getting this set up and everybody en enjoy a great Thursday evening again. I'll take Thursday night football, whether it's watching a game or listening to officials talk. So I appreciate everybody being on and Micah and Jonah, thank you again. It's great. Uh, Dana, we, Dana, we, we want to, we haven't had a webinar since the state clinic and I thought you did a bang up job for, you know, doing it all virtual this year. And I just want to say kudos to you and Nate for the state clinic. It, it, it was really good. I appreciate that, Ken. It was, uh, you know, the technology aspect is definitely Nate's strong suit. So it was an opportunity for him to, you know, showcase some of his talent. And I kept telling him it was the, the Nate Acosta pro production this year. So I was really proud of how it turned out. And we were the first state in the country to do an all virtual state clinic. So we've sent it to all the national organizations so that we can kind of show what we're doing. And they all know that we've been big on virtual training thanks in part uh, obviously in large part to you guys so um it's just it's finding that silver lining out of a difficult situation so we appreciate you guys getting the wheels going and and we've just kind of followed your lead so we appreciate that and uh we're we're glad it turned out as well as it did absolutely yeah thank thank you and, and uh mike and john sorry uh i apologize but 
I'm sure you know Dana Pappas. She's the commissioner of New Mexico high school officials for all 10 sports. So uh, we're gracious and we're lucky that she she logs in and um, very supportive of these webinars. So just so you know. We're lucky she's our boss is what he's yeah. trying to say. We're listening to us speak. So with that, uh, the two um, clinicians for tonight is Micah Gray, number 32, UNM student athlete majoring in business. You can see his uh, mini football bio there. We won't go through it because I think the most important stat on there is that he was named the Mountain West All Academic in 2018. I think that's more important than anything he can do on the football field. Heck yes, that's awesome. And so with that, good job, young man. And uh, the second speaker is Jonah Leva, number 18. He's also a UNM student athlete majoring in business. He's a wide receiver, and he graduated from Carlsbad High School, where he was a quarterback. And uh, I'm sorry, Michael graduated from Clovis High School. And so uh, when, we, when we thought about our last uh, summer webinar, we really wanted to um, figure out what, what topic that we could tie all, all of the webinars we've done since the spring and, and we've talked to you know everybody we possibly could about different aspects of football officiating. The only thing we didn't touch on was uh, what the student athlete is looking for in a official and so that's how we came up with this idea and these two gentlemen are um, we're yeah, very I willing to give up their time and, and, and spend an hour and teach some high school uh, football officials uh, what they're looking for. Uh, Ken. Yeah, we're going to have a Q&A with these guys, and I hope everybody, you know, listening or watching um, uh, has questions for these guys. But I want to know a little bit more about them first. I see Jonah that uh, he was a QB in high school. Talk about the transition from QB to wide receiver at D1. Uh, we figured we'd turn our cameras on and say what's up to you guys. Right on. Cool. But honestly, for me, it wasn't too bad because I was more of an athletic quarterback in high school. So making that transition was never too hard. And plus playing seven on seven, I always, when we have other quarterbacks, I'd always fill in as a receiver or I even played safety sometimes on defense. So it wasn't too bad. Great, thank you. Um, and, and Michael, um, I know you're a three sport athlete in, in um, high school. Is, there any, is this the only thing you do in, in college is football or are you, going to run track or you doing anything else outside of football? No, I'm just strictly playing football up here at the university. All right. So who's a better athlete, you or Jonah? <laughs> We're actually roommates, so I think I'm going to go to me. <laughs> That's not for me to decide. <laughs> All right, good. So um, I think I'll just, I'll just start off, take the first. Um, first hold hold on, hold athlete. on. I want to know more about Jonah at, uh, at, at, um, in high school. Tell me about your high school experience and uh, your, you know, your coaches there, and and tell me a little more about yourself before we get started. Well, we got the famous New Mexico coach Bradley. We got his son down there, so I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed being under him. It was a good time. He taught me a lot about the game, and we we were never like too crazy successful. I always got, I got hurt my junior and senior year, which like sucks, but I mean it happens, and I'm fortunate to be in the position I am, regardless of injuries and all that. And how about, how about you, Micah, at uh, Clovis? Tell me about uh, your high school there. Yeah, I enjoyed high school football, honestly. You know, obviously I wish we could have won a state championship and everything, but 
I played under Coach Ronhouse. Uh, his grandson, Sebastian, was my quarterback. We're actually roommates here at UNM. He was going to play here, but decided not to. Um, but high school, yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I've made a lot of friends actually across the state that I still talk to to this day that have gone on to play football all throughout the country. Um, we keep, I keep up with Clovis. I still talk to Coach Cal. He's the head coach up there now. I'm sure you all know Cal and Drew. And, um, yeah, it was, it was good, good time. I'm proud to represent New Mexico. Awesome. All right, Dennis, you can start asking questions now. Yeah, Todd, Todd Moore said that he, uh, he apologizes, but he had a scheduling conflict. He couldn't be on tonight. Uh, he's the one that actually uh, helped set this up and reach out to, to Micah through his contacts out there in Clovis. So uh, we appreciate the work he did. And, um, and Hey, can I read the first one out of the chat room? The first question in the chat room from uh, Sean Cooper is, can you recall an instance where you had a poor official interaction? Um, yeah, I can actually. My, this is in high school, my junior year, I had just, I had come off an injury with my neck. And, you know, I was, the, I guess you could say, like the star player or whatever for my team at Clovis. And I was being targeted, I guess you could say. We were playing, yeah, Carlsbad actually. And, um, like, they were, you know, purposely trying to get me hurt for the game. And I would tell the ref, you know, like, they're, you know, grabbing my face mask, like, turning it in the bottom of the pie, which is football. But sometimes it goes a little overboard, you know. As a player, you like to know that you have the, the ref's protection in a way, especially whenever someone's committing a foul. And after that game, Coach Ron House himself went and he lit into the referee because you could see on film, like, just blatantly just penalties that were being missed, especially after coming off with a neck injury. So... That's that's one of my, one of my instances. Cheers. First of all, we never did targeting. It's that's not a real thing in Crossman High School. It's not real. But I mean, for me, being a quarterback, you like. There's definitely teams that go out of their way to, like people are like people are cheap. Like just simply put, and like I've always communicated with refs and done my best to be respectful in that manner. And like there's just been some. I can't think of a specific instance, but I just know that. Being playing a quarterback and being in that position, like there's people that are out there to, like Micah said, hurt you and and you, it's a it's not a very good feeling when you go to a ref and try to explain that to him and he's not not very confident in what like what he's what he's doing and trying to help you out. So um, thanks and you know, I wanted to say that um, you know as far as communication between the player and and the officials. As you know, we understand, uh, you know, the nonverbals, the body language, um, and the things that we could kind of put out there as officials and kind of be standoffish. Uh, so I guess the first question of what, keeping that in the back of your mind is what's the perception of officials or the crew that you guys have, even when we, even before we, we, we step on the field, you know, just seeing us walk in from the parking lot or even before pregame or before the coin toss? Yeah. Um, college is actually a little different because there's a little – I think I feel like there's more communication amongst the coaches, the staff, and the players before the game. On uh, high school, we – players – the high school kids and high school players actually look for refs and talk to each other throughout the state more than you would think they do, believe it or not. Um, so if a, if a crew has a bad reputation, it's kind of just – it's kind of like a, a kick in the nuts for a player because you're like, dang, like we have – so-and-so we have this crew tonight or you know so like you're kind of expecting bad things to happen or vice versa you know you have this crew we're hoping we got this ref tonight and they walk out of the tunnel or 
the coach tells them we got we got them tonight. So you kind of hope that things are going going to go your way. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, from college, like a college experience, I think it's harder to get an understanding of like who's your ref and like what who's your crew because it's so there's so many of them. But in high school, you could pick like you could pick and like players communicated with what rep did this during their game, like what crew did this, what like who didn't call what. And then it's another thing is it kind of like your environment, like where you are, like what like if you're in Crucis, you're in Clovis, you're in Albuquerque, that plays a huge factor into it as well. Good, thank you. Um, does anybody have any questions on that perception question or any comments, any officials? Yeah, I, I do. Um, this is a stem on Black Eye Claw out of Santa Fe, so I don't think I ever got to call any of you guys, but uh, I do go up and do some of the UNM scrimmages, so I'll see you guys out there. But I want to expand a little bit more on um, what you said about going down to Crucis or Albuquerque or Clovis or Carlsbad and having the officials from there and knowing that they're going to call things a little bit different. Um, did you just see a lack of consistency throughout the whole state where, you know, if you're in Crucis, they're going to call a lot of holding, and if you're in Albuquerque, they're going to call a lot of ticky-tack fouls because they like to throw their flag? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, playing in a small, smaller town, Clovis, you know, we have one high school or – yeah, we won large high school. And then we played, you know, we went down to Hobbs, we go down to Crucis, we go to Carlsbad. Uh, looking back at it, I would say the smaller towns, like with just one individual school, they definitely let you play a little more. I can tell you why that is, but not as many bounces are thrown. Then once you go to the bigger cities, you know, even Las Cruces some, sometimes, and especially in Albuquerque, officials definitely, just the, the style of football is just a lot different. So it's hard to adapt, especially, you know, growing up in a small town and that's just the way you played football the whole time it's hard to come play up here with officials who just like just called differently and I agree with that I don't want to I don't want to say the term like hometown or anything because like refs I I, I don't believe that refs like have like, I mean I don't believe that refs pick favoritism they're like trying to rig game in any sort of way but I just like being in different areas like in Crucis it's more I can agree and say it's more holding and it's more like, cause their type of style in Las Cruces is so much different than teams in, in Albuquerque because like the schools in Rio Rancho are more like, they have more of a modern style and Mayfield has more of a old school style, style you could say. So with that, what, what are some of the negative mindsets that you have against officials? What, what turns you off to communicating with, with the officials? Honestly, the biggest thing Still to this day, actually, I would say it's ego. Whenever, you know, you try to talk to a ref or an official and they just they just kind of degrade you. Like, they're like, we're here to watch your game. You're not here to talk to us. You're not here to – we're not here to help you. We're just here to call the game. You know what I mean? Everyone I – could, I could say this, like, speaking from all my teammates, UNM High School, like, everyone likes a ref that, that can communicate with players. Everyone likes a ref that – obviously, you have to take it serious, but it's not, you know – it's not going to be the end of the world, I guess you could say. And everyone likes confidence, too, in a ref. If you don't know an answer, say you don't know an answer and you're going to talk to your, you know, to your crew and everyone, like the whole crew needs to be tight-knit. If you do know an answer, be confident in the answer, you know, talk to the captain, talk to the coach. And then, like, if you, if you think that you're better than what you are, or even, even play the refs who are big time, if you think you're better than Charlotte players and all the coaches, you know what I mean? No one, no one likes that. No one appreciates a ref like that. Micah, are you? Let, let me jump in there real quick before we move on. Uh, are you specifically talking about 
pre-game communication and attitude, uh, you know, or are you talking about during the game, you know, at least, uh, talk a little bit more about that, you know, cause yeah. that's, that's really what we want to get from you is, yeah. is that perception. Um, I would say both. So pregame, you know, obviously pregame, you're walking around, the refs come around, you know, shake the coaches, talk to the captains, talk and everything. Uh, the referees are enforcing the pregame rules, you know, jerseys, knee pads, socks, everything, all that type of stuff. Um, before the game, players don't really honestly care too much because, like, we know that we're about to get told to pour our knee pads down. We know that we're about to have to, say, put our jerseys down, you know. Everyone knows that y'all are just doing our job. But it's to the point whenever, um, like, just kick off, you know, and you're running down and the player says, like, like I've been watching film on this guy all week. He's going to hold me. You know what I mean? Like, just, will you watch out for 34 or whatever? And the ref says, like, like just shuns him away. So, like, whatever, play the game. You know what I mean? And, and then say the next kickoff happens again. And you're like, like, sir, excuse me, Mr. Official, like, could you watch, you know, 34? Next time. Could you, and, it, like, it just keeps on happening. And, like, if there's no change, that's whenever it becomes, becomes an incident. When you do report that, uh, what what do you want to hear from the official when they're not calling the fouls and you keep telling them and reporting that same foul on the same player? Yeah. Um, personally, whenever I talk to an official, the first response, you know, I'm, I'm not an idiot. I know that it's hard to watch at the entire field. Everyone knows that. But if you ask a ref, you know, like two or three times and then – Personally, I would like the ref to have an answer, you know, as to why it is or isn't a foul. And if the ref, you know, gives you a, uh, I guess, a rule book answer, the answer that, you know, like a good answer or response as to why he's not throwing the penalty, then there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to play the game the way it is, you know. But he at least give you some sort of answer. On some sort of answer, yeah. That'd be, that's the best way to go about it. But not, you know, if you ask a ref this and then he – he says, so-and-so, I didn't see it. And then you ask him again, he says, I saw it, but it wasn't good enough. You ask him again, he says that, you know, just, just giving you excuses, I guess to say, instead of giving you a direct answer. Yeah, we, we, there's, there's times when we have, um, you know, a moment or two to interact. And there's other times where uh, we have to officiate. And you got to remember, not so much in high school, but, you know, as you move up, you're on film more. And yeah. you're being everything you're you're being evaluated, your body language, you know, how much communication, uh, your your positioning, your mechanics. So, you know, I'm a talker. I love to talk to players and coaches and yeah. I, I try to keep it light, but there there's there's in, there's interaction where it's we hear nothing but negativity, negativity, negativity. And there's a point where we have to almost stop communicating. I hope, you know, do you guys realize when you're at that point as well? I personally do. I could tell you, you know, firsthand, I know player teammates that don't know when, like when enough is enough, when to complain, when to have the ref on your side, when to, you know, you're on the bad side of the ref. And I think that goes back, honestly, to education of the game amongst coaches and players. Jonah and I were talking about this, actually, that in college, growing, you know, getting, going from high school to college, we learn more about the game. You know, we learn more just like titty tack rules, just, you know, small things about the game that I feel like a lot of players don't appreciate and don't understand. And I think that's a big, a big miscommunication uh, amongst players and referees. So with that, can you talk about what you expect from prevented officiating versus um, 
officials trying to coach you? Uh, I think it's more on the fact that, like, like high school players, like, it kind of depends on what level you're at. So freshmen, it's obviously the lowest. JVs, middle, and varsity is like that, like the premier for New Mexico. And I think it kind of just depends. Like, like a ref should know, like, what, like who, he's, who he's refing for. And I think that's, like, like it goes to the fact of, like, for example, a ref kind of leaning a player towards this during, like, the, the coin flip. Or, like, a ref should be able to, like, kind of give him a little more towards, like, the freshman teams and the JV teams, but not as much as varsity. And I feel like as you progress through those, like, as a player progresses through those levels, that the communication should be more, like, on point and concrete between player and ref instead of, like, more, like, not – not sure what he's saying. And so um, with that, do the coaches in the high school level, do they tell you, hey, you know, go talk to the ref about this. And, and you know, when you get two different answers, one from the coach and something that's contradictory from, from the official, and you're kind of stuck in the middle as a player or as a captain, you know, um, what do you, what are you expecting? I guess. Uh, me personally, I've always, I always, my coach would be like, if you need something, like come to me. But me personally, I would always go to the ref first because the ref is on the field, and I, I would always like to have a good relationship with the ref and the crew during the game, and just be able to like tell them like, hey, I see this, or like, hey, this is happening. And with that, I like a ref that is, and I understand that all refs are different, and some, some like just like to ref the game and not really have a personal relationship, but the ones that give you feedback and are confident in what they're doing is something that like we all like players greatly appreciate. And it just goes a long way when you can, like when you can have that relationship to where like, you can say, Hey ref, this is happening. And he can be like, Oh, okay. Like, yes, I understand. Like I'll do this to help. We're always working on our conditioning. I know you don't realize that, but how important is first appearance? You know, and, you know, it's uh, the way officials come out on the field. You're looking at them for the first time. You know, maybe you got a new crew in Albuquerque or Santa Fe crew coming in. Um, you know, how important is first impression? It's very, very, very important, especially like I said earlier. Uh, players talk amongst other players in the state. Y'all wouldn't think that high school kids talk as much as they do, but they do. Um, yeah, they're, it's big time. Whenever, you know, a crew walks out confident, you know, they look they look slick, they look good, they look like they know what they're doing, they talk with confidence amongst the captains, amongst the coaches before the game. Like, all right, tonight we have a good crew. And it, 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 it makes the biggest difference in the world. And one thing I can think of is, like, like being at, like, college games and, like, our scrimmages that we have, the refs get there and then you can, like, they get there and they're stretching, they're doing runs, like, they're warming up. And, like, I've, I've personally never, like, very few times I've seen that in high school. Yeah, we, we totally get that. We're trying to change that and uh, just, you know, it, it, it's hard to change old habits. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to move to a new era and a new, um, you know, a new mindset, I guess, is what I'm really getting at. And yeah. um, Dennis, there's a couple of questions in the chat room, and I hope other people chime in. Uh, this isn't the Dennis and Ken show. Yeah, so, so one of the questions from a, the official is, how often do players and coaches dive deep into the rule book? You know, not just, hey, is this played legal? Or is it against the rules? But actually, you yeah, know. Yeah, know some rules, yeah. 
Um, in high school, honestly, not too much. We knew basics of the game, you know, especially in New Mexico, like you couldn't cut. But when you would go to Texas, you know, they'd say some of the differences, like you can cut, everything like that. In college, it's a little more in-depth, especially at each position, because the rules are so specific. You know, I play running back, so we go on the field and we put in um, hypothetical situations about can you cut, can you not cut, you know? Is it a high-low in the situation? How far down the field, you know? Uh, my first year, we were in the triple, so we got on the field and walked through, you know, very specific steps and situations about how far in front can you be of the quarterback before the ref is going to call a, a forward lateral, you know? So in college, it's a lot more in-depth. In high school, I wouldn't say it's not near as much, especially probably in the lower, the lower schools. Right. And so as, as far as explaining those rules mm -hmm. uh, uh, on the field, would, would the high school player get more out of uh, the actual rule football terminology or just common explanation of, hey, this is a foul because you did this? In high school, um, I know they, they, they preach us, preach to us, use football terminology. But if the kids aren't understanding what the football terminology yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That, what is this yeah. talking about? Look, for sure, I think you should adapt definitely to to where you're at, the environment you're in. If you know you're spanking someone, why that's a penalty, and you know obviously they're looking at you like I, I don't get why. You need to, yeah, you need to adapt and explain it in a way that they do understand. I think that'd be beneficial on both sides. And uh, next question in the chat, can you tell us about the crew during the toss, coin toss, um, as far as explaining, you know, what your options are, I guess, and, and just a little bit more communication. Do you guys actually, I guess my question is, do you, do you actually listen to us when we're sitting there talking to you uh, during the coin toss? You just want to want to kick off, win the toss and kick off, you know? Or do you no, actually, most definitely, like, like being, like I was captain for all three years in high school, and like when you go out there, you appreciate that a ref that's like in depth and he's telling you like, hey, this is how it's going to go. Like we want like this, this to happen, like play fair, like blah, blah, blah. And like he's confident you can hear it in his tone of voice and it goes a long way. And honestly, it goes a long way to like flipping the coin. Like people like I personally looked at that, like flipping the coin, like is he going to catch it perfectly, stuff like that. And just because like you can tell when like he's confident and he knows what he's doing. Yeah, so if he screws up the coin toss, you're going, oh, here we go with this. It's like, ah, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. Here we go with this game. We're very <laughs> yeah. So, um, you like when the referee allows you to to kick twice? You know, you win and you kick him. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I, have a per I have a personal experience with this. My freshman year, too. <laughs> we, we deferred and then we kicked in the second half. Yeah, same with mine. We, uh, we chose to kick in the first, and our coach, for some reason, told us to. And the ref was like, you know, I was like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And our speaking captain, who was our quarterback, he looked at our head coach, and he was like, coach, like, he realized what was, what was wrong with the situation. And, the, like, he, you know, he walked out there, cussed him out, and was like, yes, I told you this is what we want to do, so do it. So, uh, like what Jonah said earlier, in the stages of football, I feel like the ref, you know, if it's varsity 6-8 or 5-8 football, and the speaking captain makes a mistake like that, you know, like, that's his fault. Like, that is his problem. That's the coach's problem. And you're the ref, and, like, you're out there to official. But if it's, you know, JV freshman football, I feel like there's a little more leniency there. Right. And I have heard uh, referees say, you know, you want to, you know, defer till 
the second half, right? Mm-hmm. And they just look at you like, well, we don't, they don't know what defer means. Yeah. yeah. Your ninth grade C team game. And so. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's where we get to the, the terminology part. And yeah. you know, if we could do preventative officiating during that and not, you know, get that kid in trouble and yeah, yeah, yeah. Just start off good with the with the head coach by by saving that issue in the night. Yeah, and especially at the lower levels, that's what you know. That's what they're 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 there to learn, you know, the game and even just the basics fundamentals of football, so that one day they can reach the varsity step. So I think it is, you know, there is an area there where you can help teach the players. And so, so you know, once once we kick off, we're in the the midst of the game. You know, can you talk a little bit about dead ball officiating? Um, you know. You, you know, we have those personal fouls, those dead ball personal fouls, and, and how much do you want to hear from, from the officials, or what are you expecting from the officials? Because you don't want to get a, a cheap, cheap foul, cheap flag, yeah. on yeah. something that could have been prevented, but. Um, I feel like the communication between dead ball should come between the captains and the referees. If the referee has something to say, you know, the team chose the captain for a reason, especially in college, at the college level and at the higher varsity level. Um, the player will come to the sideline and spread, you know, good information, bad information, what the team needs to know or not know. I feel like that's where most of the communication needs to come from, unless there is like a, a problem going on in the field. So, you know, a receiver in a corner going at it all game and it's getting a little spicy, you know, so the ref can go over and tell, tell one of the single dead ball, like y'all need to watch out and tell the other one on the next one. I think it goes into like, or like a ref has to understand his environment, like who he's like, who he's refing for, like, so say, I think in this day and age of football that people are, like, are jabbing at each other constantly, and, like, at some point, it's going to have to go to, like, like, a ref can get in between, but, like, personally, I don't think, like, people just talking back and forth, it deserves a personal foul or, like, dead ball, like, a dead ball penalty, because, like, that's just part of the game, and that's just the nature of things. And then one thing goes to, like, how some Someone said Albuquerque refs are so trigger happy. I think there always should be a warning before. Yeah, I think we, we had um, talked about that before, a three-step process, you know, mm-hmm. warn the player, warn the coach, and then throw the flag. Yeah. So um, I think that's good advice. And, and, and I think I liked where you said that players do talk to the, to the other players on their team. The captains do relate that information because I wasn't – too sure on how much the captains really do talk with each other uh, and to their teammates. And they just maybe just ignore us. And we keep telling you, Hey, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're a guy, your, your lineman is getting out of control. He keeps doing this and you need to, you need to talk to him. And we do. Yeah, most definitely. You know. Especially if it's, you know, like a warning or a bad thing that's about to happen. That, you know, no player wants to keep penalized, especially in high school. The captains definitely do, you know, go to the sideline, talk, or even in the huddle, be like, hey, you need to check yourself right here before you get called for something. You know, you talked about freshmen, JV, you know, varsity earlier. You know, it's it's the same with officials. You know, the the higher, the more season you get, the the more games, the more years under your belt, you tend to throw less flags. You tend to communicate more. Yeah. Um, You know, you know what to throw on, what not to throw on, what to pass on. Did it affect the play? You know, so it, it, it's pretty much – it goes in line. You guys might wonder why we didn't throw on some stuff. Yeah, it was obviously a foul. But, you know, you tend to pass on stuff that doesn't affect the play. Yeah, And for sure. For sure. that's the kind of stuff that, you know, we try to communicate. Um, we don't know – you know, the coaches don't like it. They know it's a foul. 
Uh, they know we've passed on it. Um, but, you know, it, it, there's a foul every play of every game. Yeah. You know, yeah. so who wants to see that? So, you know, it's, it's, it's just something we all work on. Um, we strive to get better. We strive not to be, even be noticed. A best game we can have, guys, is, you know, the officials weren't even noticed. Everybody watched the game, yeah. and it was flawless. But, you know, that's pretty tough to do. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the questions in the chat is, any trigger phrases that officials say that immediately cause you to stop working with them? Oof. I can't think of, like, a phrase, but you can just tell in a, in a referee's tone of voice that, like, they either want to help or they just don't want, like, they, want to, they don't want to deal with you. Yeah, I think um, – Nonverbal. Sorry, go ahead. I said the nonverbals. Yeah, though nonverbals and then – the first time someone, you know, expressing like emotion or something that happened during the game and the ref says like, like just play. I think that definitely upsets people. <laughs> they give you the hand. Yeah. The stop sign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, with that, you know, as far as the sideline, the non-player interaction and communication with officials, um, you know, when you're off the field and you're standing next to the line of scrimmage guy, um, you know, any, any communication there or explanation there, especially with the sideline warnings when, when, you know, there's a big touchdown or interception and the teams are, are getting on, on close to getting on the field. And, you know, these officials are trying to get you back and not throw a flag on interfering with the officials on the sideline. You know, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And I get that. Like the, the official has every right to the game as a player does like the black like, official has his area and no one should like, especially like the sideline refs, like they should, the players need to respect that. And me personally, like if I was an official and I had someone behind me, like I'm ignoring them because I'm I, like, if it was me, I'm focused on the game, not what some 10th grade kid is saying to me because like, he's just, I don't know, just being a, an asshole, like blatant, like simply put. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> you know so you know because we do get we do we do understand you know how emotional football is for the players yeah. and you know especially when there's some a big play and and, and that sideline does get out of control not just with the coaches but with the players also so, so it's, 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 it's you know it's nice to hear that you guys do understand what we're trying to do on the sideline yeah and having that get back coach and stuff like that that you know it's 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 a lot to do with our safety also. We don't want to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. To, you know, a big 250 pound lineman and <laughs> then you don't then we're down to official, you know. Yeah. Do, do you guys awesome. understand how much we love most of us, you know, or if not all of us, we love to officiate. We love to be on the field. It's it's like, you know, once you get off the field, you're still playing, so you don't really get it yet. Mm -hmm. Once you get past your playing days and, you know, it, it, this is our chance to get back and and get a little taste of what you guys are going through on the field it's an amazing thing we love it and, and i hope you see more officials with the kind of passion that most of us have because i'm telling you it's infectious and one of the questions in the chat room is you know what 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 can we do better job of recruiting you know student athletes after you guys are done or younger people um what's the perception of officials you know because i think it's evolving We, uh, we didn't hear that last part, what you said. Sorry. Uh, we, 
it's just our passion. And we think officiating is evolving. We're trying to get a younger uh, demographic. You, can you think of anything maybe we can do, you know, to, to recruit student athletes or, or, you know, younger people? Because, you know, a bunch of us old guys can't stick around forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be completely honest, it's not a super highly, um, you know, you don't really think of uh, refereeing as a profession, I guess to say, especially, you know, like you think of it as just part of the game. Like it's, it's just part of the football game. So as an athlete, until I didn't even think about it until he just said that, that um, like once football is over, it's kind of over, you know, and there's some people, a lot of people that want to get back into the game, whether that's, you know, people lean towards the coaching side, but I don't think people just even put officiating into the thought. Yeah, no, the, the avocation is, is definitely there. And it's something that you, you know, you're not going to get rich off of unless you, you get hired into the NFL or something, you know, but, um, you know, just to be part of the game and stay uh, engaged with high school and college, it's yeah. definitely, you know, something that is the reason why most of us do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, once you reach D1, I don't know if you guys know this, but most D1 officials are making, you know, 31, 3,600 a game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, times that by 15, 16 games a year in a bowl game, it's it's not a bad part-time gig. Um, yeah, it's you know, not. We'll have right. Land Clark out at your scrimmages here uh, when you guys start up. And, you know, Land's a NFL referee. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I don't know if you know what he's making a year, but it's pretty insane. So yeah. it, it can be a full-time gig. Yeah, it is, it is a good my, – my godfather, my dad, my father's uh, pretty good friends with uh, Brad Stevens. He, uh, he was a college ref. He's in the NFL now. He, um, yeah, he's told us, you know, his experience, and he makes pretty good money doing it. But I just don't think that just it's a super big um, just job that people think of, honestly, in, especially in the sports world. And there's a question in there. When, you're, when uh, you are a receiver, what input do you like from the wings officials about being on the line, for example, here's a line, are you on or off in high school? Cause I know in college it's, it's, it's a different animal as far as us telling you. I, I think it goes to back to coaching, not even, not even a referee's fault or anything. I feel like coaches don't make it a, as big of a deal for a receiver to point out to an official and like make sure he's on the line or off the line. And honestly, it, it goes to as simple as like a thumbs up or like a scoot back, like a, like a hand gesture. Right. And that, that's one thing we get back to, uh, the topic of preventive officiating versus coaching. You know, mm -hmm. we, we want to make you legal and not have to throw a cheap flag on something. Yeah. That we and, like, that's, that's understanding to, like, most players. Like, there's only so much a referee can help you out until, it, like, eventually you just got to throw the flag. And, like, no one, no one faults you guys or, like, blames a referee for that. Yeah. What's one thing that they do blame us for? Something <laughs> that we miss, you know? I mean... There is things that we that we do screw up. I mean, it's 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 a game that we're gonna miss stuff, but yeah, it's not a perfect game. And I, I wouldn't even say blame. I think it's more in the fact that people are like just they like to remove blame from themselves. Yeah, so because like it, like every coach tells you like a referee is not gonna win or lose a game, and I, like there's so many plays into a football game where one like one bad call is not gonna ruin. Right, one no call. Yeah, or one no call. Yeah, it just sucks, especially for referees in the position whenever, you know, it does come down to the final play or the final series or whatever. 
And just like the players, you know, the referees' calls are just as emphasized as much as the players are. And I think it's I think it's harder in football to just like people are like, oh, just like like when it comes down to a big moment, people are just like let it play, let it play. And like eventually, like to at some point, I agree it should like when it's state championship, like last whatever seconds, like I think it should turn into a let it play, unless it's just blatantly obvious. Right. No, I get it. And Esteban chimed in, says he feels like he's 18 every time he gets on the field. Uh, you're not even close to 18, Esteban. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so did you guys advertise that uh, to teammates or coaches that uh, you were going to come on and talk with uh, some officials? And what was the reaction that you got if you did? Oh, I, ca- I, I called some, a couple of my buddies, and <laughs> they, were, they, had, they had some funny, funny comments about it. One of them, he went. He graduated from Mayfield, and he said, "He said, uh, screw all the Albuquerque refs." <laughs> but I don't know what we're gonna say. It's... <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> no, we we totally get that. There is some perception out there, and you know, like we said, change of culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we're always working to try to get better, and try to fix, and learn from our mistakes, and not repeat those. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, some of it is, is through communication and the body language that we talk about, and that's what we're trying to improve on here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With that, uh, you know, the thing that people say, you know, I hate Albuquerque refs, I hate Cruz's refs, that's at the college level too. You know, we, I remember we, we, we went to Nevada this last year, and our coach came in and said, we have this crew tonight. So, you know, like, they like this, they like to call this, this, and this, you know, telling specific people to watch out for the game. So it's not just high school, it's not just junior high, it's – I'm sure it's in the NFL, too, that they, you know, certain guys call certain things. Right. I think that's all of our, our talking points for, for this evening. Um, check the chat room. Hold on. I want to know more about what these guys got going on right now. What, what are you guys, uh, just weight room and stuff? Or what's going on in your lives? And who snores, who snores more, by the way? <laughs> right now, it's just workouts, waiting to see if this thing's officially going to happen. We have fall camp starts July 31st is our official day. So if if all goes well, we'll be starting. We'll be in pads on thirty first. Yeah, you guys just reported a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, the some early July, I think. I don't remember the specific date. And then it says here, how much of a difference do you see from a high school five man crew versus a college seven man crew? Because we have talked about seven man mechanics under the high school yeah. rules. It, it's just there's just more eyes. Like there's just like another like two more sets of eyes that are always looking. So that's like the biggest difference is it something that you guys wish you had during your high school career as far as safety fouls and uh catching catching more things that could have made a difference on certain plays versus us missing them i hold on don't don't answer that yet we're trying to push seven men in high school (laughs) so uh that's a question and dana's probably still listening so it's a loaded um, question so so whatever you guys say make sure it's positive Yes, I we that was for my benefit. I, I appreciate that, Ken. I, I was listening. I was like, here it comes. Here hey, the-, <laughs> the question's in the chat room, and it's not from us. So, but, but Ken had to elaborate, I noticed. So, <laughs> well, we're Sorry, all for it. <laughs> Nothing but positivity <laughs> around seven man crews. <laughs> Did he tell you to say that? No. <laughs> Not at all. Nope. <laughs> we didn't so, know Tona was going to be on here until about 45 minutes ago. No, actually, I found out at 3 o'clock, but 
I'll bring some cash to the Lobo scrimmages, man. I'll see you out there. So. Oh, whoa, whoa. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I sure didn't. <laughs> yeah, can okay, you can so get a suspended. Do you see a difference? Do you see a difference between four man, five man officiating mechanics? Uh, in high school, I definitely didn't. You know, I, I was out there just kind of play the game. You know, I would see the white hat, and if I knew the crew, you know, like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> but now I can definitely see the difference, especially going back to watch a high school game, especially from playing college to watching a varsity game. It's, it, yeah, you can tell the difference. There's a lot less things that we see in a four-man crew. Yeah, for sure. There's more for us to watch. And so, <clears throat> like I said, that that's that's all the talking points I have. Is there anything that um, – oh, well, there's one more. Would you like to see more officials to um, show up at your high school practices and talk – just talk football rules, just kind of be there? Uh, I don't see. Personally, I don't think that's on the officials to go out of the way to do that. I think it should be a coaching thing. I, yeah, I don't think it's on the officials, but I think it would be a cool little thing to set up with, amongst the state. Uh, we do have, you know, referees that come and, like, they rep, they call our scrimmages. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely beneficial to get, you know, like a game outlook of how it's going to be called. And it's, it's good for refs, too. You know, I'm sure they enjoy it to go out there and get season kicked off, ready to go. I think it'd be beneficial towards high schools. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm is, glad there, to hear that. is there anything else that, um, that you guys want to talk about this evening as, as players that we haven't? Yeah, this is your chance to, uh, like, let us have an earful for anything that happened in the previous five years. Of football. So go ahead. Oh. Like, one thing I could say is, like, like how you talked how cap captains really, like, you didn't think captains went amongst the team. But it's a real thing. And, like, like a ref should feel comfortable going to a high school kid and, and knowing that this, like this captain or this kid's going to understand and like be mature enough to handle the situation, no matter like what it is, whether it's with the coach, like another, like a player, a teammate, anything. Well, that's good to know. Is there anything we missed in the chat room? Any questions or anybody else have any, anything to, to ask? Uh, someone up here said that uh, they asked if coaches studied the playbook or the rule book. I, I can't speak for everyone in the country, but the coaches, you know, that we're around, especially our last staff, they they went pretty in depth into rules, and just you know they would have quizzes. We actually had a during fall camp last year. We had quizzes over rules and stuff. So it, it honestly just kind of depends. I couldn't speak for everyone. Well, I appreciate you guys tonight. Really taking the time, listening to us. Uh, if, if, if there's anything we can ever do for you guys, man, just let us know. You can reach out to Dennis or myself. Uh, Dana, do you want to follow up before we exit? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, guys, I just want to say thank you. That was um, – Ken and Dennis have hosted a whole bunch of these, and I think this is one of my favorite ones. It was really cool to hear your perspective on officiating, and you're both such positive influences, and, and I'm going to sound like a – old lady when I say this, but, but you two give me hope for our future. So I just appreciate your, I mean, you have awesome personalities and so, so you're so well-spoken and you have really good perspectives and insights. And I know that everybody on this call will take it to heart. And I sure hope you guys have a season so we can go out and cheer you guys on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hopeful. Who knows? I know it's all over our heads and above our pay grades, but 
sure hope we get to see y'all in some cherry and silver and, and support you. So thank you for spending your evening with us. I know, I know you college guys have got to have something better to do than hang out with a bunch of old people, but I really do appreciate you being on and, and spending time with us. So th thank you so much. We appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. We appreciate having, having been on here and talking to you. Yeah, appreciate it. It was an honor. If you guys ever need a special guest to do a coin flip, <laughs> I'll definitely be there. Nice. Yeah, speaking of... Um, yeah, we we need to get a hold of them for. Yeah, uh, yeah we have yeah. we have we have a little gift for for both you gentlemen. So, uh, we need to track you down. I can mail it to you, or I could just I'm here in Albuquerque too. I could just meet meet up with you somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if you guys get mail at the dorms or, uh, but uh, if you'll email Dennis some way, we can send you something and you can get it there on campus. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah, we we're both in Albuquerque right now too, working out and everything. So. I will, I'll get in contact with them. Okay. Make, make one of those guys buy you lunch, okay? <laughs> yeah, I won't complain. I am always open to that idea. See, I know. I knew that. I knew that that's how that would work. So, Ken, Dennis, one of you guys buy them lunch. I don't have that kind of money to feed it. Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> he does.